We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast presented by Yahoo. Uh, I am your host, Chris Kirkwood. Screen name, Kirk Bees, here with my co-host, my boy, the uh, head honcho over at Occupy Fantasy site you guys should definitely check out. Uh, it's Brian Jester at Brian Jester FF. Uh, what's going on, my man? We are back for week 10. Chris, what's up, man? Good to see you. Again, the season's flying by. I know you and I both had moderately successful weeks last week so uh, i'm excited to keep it rolling yep uh yeah yahoo i don't even i was trying to tell you through uh beginning of the show i didn't even remember who i played but i i did remember what happened i remember the turnout it was disgusting run out for me um i was smooth sailing all day per usual and uh i had uh had the big hitters to take me home at the end with uh tyreek and eckler still uh still going and really all I needed. And I had Christian Kirk who, man, did you see that touchdown pass he threw, but they stopped at the one, like that, that, that I would have won. I would have crushed if that even just held up, but really I just needed Christian Kirk and uh, Tyreek or no Christian Kirk and Eckler combined to beat uh, Devante Smith. And uh, that touchdown, yeah, that that did not work for me at the end. And uh, also had the same thing in the other other situation with uh, Tyree Hill. Uh, And so uh, both of those didn't work out. It was just gross. But I so I dropped I I had a good week. I I won a decent amount, but I gave up a lot uh, on that touchdown pass that was kind of tilting. I mean, um, we're greedy, right? We always want more. Yeah, winning week isn't enough. We got to no, have. No, I just want. I just want a fair run out at the end. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to. Just, I, I don't want these gross situations. Like, they keep happening. But, um, I mean, uh, yeah, we're 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 crying over spilt milk here. So, um, yeah, we're back week ten. This should be a um, 
a decent slate. I think, although I'm worried that it might be kind of like too chalky of a slate because um, the way a lot of this news is breaking, we've got um, a bunch of uh, injury news that's been coming in. They got like the, the main stuff is like Camara um, is looking like he's on track to not play. Um, we've, you know, which would open up like a gross Mark Ingram play. We already have Chase Edmonds down, which opens up like uh, James Connor. Um, and then uh, who else? Nick is, Chubb, uh, oh, Nick Chubb, yeah, that's yeah, the Nick Chubb, certainly the going down with COVID and Kareem Hunt already out. So Dearness Johnson just looks like uh, that's going to be like an auto play where you're just going to have to play it, I think. Uh, I don't even think I could fade it. Um, and uh, a lot of. A lot more on the way. I'm sure we got the Patriots situation. Um, looks like uh, Harris is out, and then uh, Stevenson is uh, is looking bad. He was supposed to practice today, but didn't practice today, so that's never a good sign. Um, it is gross weather here in New England today. Um, but uh, anyways, all right. So we've got 11 games, three games this week with uh, over 50 point totals. That's Atlanta and Dallas with a 54 and a half. Uh, Cowboys are favored by nine and a half after a horrible game. That was another crazy game last week, man. Um, they just week, really week nine did. was crazy in general. Yeah. So, many, it, it, so much chaos. Nobody came out to play like, except like the Jags. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh then uh, the second highest total is the Vikings at Chargers. I like that game. It's 53 and a half point total. We got Tom Brady and the Bucks uh, going to Washington and their um, dead last ranked passing defense, 51 point total. Um, I wrote down here an honorable mention for a game right under that 50 point total is Seattle at the Packers. Packers uh, getting Aaron Rodgers back minus three and a half points, Seattle getting Russ back. So um, that's, could at least be a formula for a, a game to go off. Uh, so I certainly have interest there. Um, then we've got, you know, one team I wrote down with a 29 point team total large favorite, which is the Colts against the Jags. We've got some uh, baby uh, missing your uh, birth of child narrative <laughs> for Carson Wentz going. Um, I saw big T was True tweeting about guy. that. I mean, I, big T will, uh, you know, any excuse to play Carson Wentz. Um, but uh, all right, uh, so the, the three up and pace games, I always look at the blitz uh, game factors to see who's uh, projected for the most plays. And then I always cross correlate it with um, Brandon Thorne's article over on uh, Establish the Run. So it looks like there's three up and pace spots. Uh, the first would be Atlanta at Dallas. Uh, makes sense for the high total. Um, blitz most plays there. Cowboys games average second most points. Um, then another game here is Tampa at Washington. Um, uh, Tampa games average the league's most combined plays. Um, you know, TB12 is passing at the highest rate while games are close. Uh, Washington football team, as I mentioned, has the a horrible passing defense, 31st DVOA versus the pass. Um, and then the last, the game I also like is the Chargers uh, hosting the, the Vikings. Um, Chargers pass at the second highest rate while games are close. Um, this is a, a game that certainly, you know, plays to both teams' strengths. Uh, Minnesota has a bunch of injuries on their defensive secondary and, and just defense overall, which sets up nicely for Herbert. Um, and then uh, the Chargers don't 
really guard the run. They just they can't stop the run. So it sets up, even though we've had a lot of crazy talk, a lot of crazy situations with Dalvin Cook and all of that stuff, looks like uh, won't be suspended or anything like that and will be playing. So um, certainly looks like a good spot there. But those are the those are the marquee games. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to list our top values at quarterback, um, followed by our main preferred plays, and we're going to bump it over to wide receiver, our running back, and then tight ends, and then we'll uh, give some stacks along the way. Um, let me do a little housekeeping. So uh, most of you probably already play at Yahoo or listening to this, but uh, if you aren't, uh, Yahoo is the place to play. Um, I always preach this every week. Lower rake. Um, there's always overlay to be found. Uh, new this year, they've added the single game NFL slates, which are I'm having a, a bunch of fun. And uh, nobody, um, everybody just plays the same lineup. So there's definitely some exploit, ex, um, exploitative play you can uh, seize uh, over there. I've been having a good time, been doing pretty well with it. Um, so I love that. They also have the million dollar baller, 20 bucks this week um, with 200K. Again, overlay. I always check immediately are they going to put another 200K in the pot? And we are at week 10 and they still do it. They're still doing it. So uh, kudos to Yahoo. Um, that's a management fee of negative 25%. So they are losing 25% on that contest. Um, so that is the contest that everybody should be playing first. Um, I play it. I still haven't had a sweat, a big sweat. I've had, you know, a couple of decent finishes, but nothing crazy where I actually like had a chance. So uh, hopefully this is the week for either me or you in the, in the baller, uh, Brian. I feel it, man. I do. I feel it. So I, I, I'm not a tip. I'm not one to, to Babe Ruth it and call my shot. But this week, everything is lining up for an amazing week with three to four easy to identify game stacks, uh, game environments. And, you know, my best weeks have always come when we get cheaper running backs to jam in like we're likely going to get this week. So I, you know, I'm super excited and I have a, I have a big, big, big feeling about this week. So, uh, you know, I can't wait for it. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Call your shot, man. That's, that's, that's usually, you know what it is too. Like when I make a lineup and I, I sometimes, I get like this weird feeling. Um, like I already know I'm going to win. And like whenever, whenever, and like when I know I'm going to win, like those are the days I do crush. And it's like when I, when I, when I don't feel it, it's uh, usually ends up bad. So. I mean, you can feel it, right? When you're building a lineup, right? If it comes easily and naturally, you're like, wow, this this was too easy. And then there are other weeks where it's so difficult to build lineups. You can't get it to work right. And you, you know the outcome. So. Yeah, and you know it's gonna you're going to end up struggling somewhere. Yep. It's, it's, yeah. All right. Let's uh, start at the back at quarterback here. Um, there, I, 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 wrote, I wrote down some gross top plays. I'm probably not going to play any of them. I mean, I mean, <laughs> top values is what I'm saying. Probably not. I, I'm just trying to search the value. So the first one I wrote down is disgusting. I wrote down uh, Teddy Bridgewater yep. um, just from a value uh, point per dollar projection. Um, he, he works. He's only $21. Um, Philly is the 21st DVOA versus the pass, their defense. So teams certainly can pass on them. Philly is uh, giving up north of 80% completions percentage over the last four weeks. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater is an accurate passer, if anything else. Um, I don't really like it, but uh, it does. He, you know, he, he does have most of his weapons back now. Jared, uh, Judy looks good. Um, you know, there's always. Uh, Tim Patrick actually was playing well last week. There's always Cortland Sutton and then Noah Fant is returning from injury. So has all of his weapons. This team could, could, you know, they had a, 
they just crushed uh, Dallas last week. This could they could be rolling at the right time here a little bit, and so I can see it. I'm probably not going to play it. I'll I'll play it in the the ball or GBB, but it probably won't be my main lineup unless I something weird goes on in my brain. Um, the other one is even worse. Uh, I wrote down uh, Big Ben, twenty two bucks. I'm yeah. not playing him. I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> like. But he's a top value. Lions yep. are 29th DVOA versus the pass. Um, but uh, give me Najee Harris all day. But I had to write down somebody, uh, according you know to our notes pre-show. This is what we do. Um, and then uh, third one I could play. I could get behind this one uh, for my last value is Matt Ryan. He's 25 bucks. Dallas, um, 29th in DVP to QBs. He's been playing well recently. He's kind of rolling multiple TDs in six of his last seven games. Problem is, it's a scary ride receiver core. Now, um, uh, Kyle Pitts is a going to be a very popular play at tight end, so we don't have a bunch of, uh, you know, we don't have all the big guys, the big guns that we typically have with uh, Kelsey or Waller to even worry about. So he's going to be extremely popular. It makes an easy pairing um, there. Cordero Patterson is also um, priced still reasonably, and he, for a running, I mean, his, his receiving numbers are just insane for a, for a running back. So I can get behind that, but those are my three. Do you echo the same ones or do you uh, have anything different? No. So I wrote down Bridgewater. I wrote down Ryan as well. And generally I wouldn't want to play a 10 point underdog at quarterback, especially one who's not mobile like Ryan. However, I will say the game total is going up and Randy Gregory went down in practice this week. One of the, the Cowboys best edge rushers. And anytime we can get reduced pressure, on a quarterback, especially one who's not mobile with a, a poor offensive line like Matt Ryan, that always helps his his floor and ceiling combination. So I like that. But as we'll get to in the running back section, there's so much value at other positions this week that I don't think we need to pay down at quarterback, which means you don't have to play Bridgewater. You won't have to play Ryan in your main lineup. I wrote down Taylor Heineke as another value too. Uh, he's run more in games where they've trailed, and I imagine they'll trail in this game against Tampa. But for me, I think the best play – points per dollar is is justin herbert at 31 uh if you're not paying up for one of the stud guys yep that's my main preferred qb play um totally agree he's 31 bucks it just like he just helps your overall build so easily he gives us a little bit of everything what we want um he's gone for over 30 fantasy points twice already um over 40 once right so we we know there's a ceiling there with him um, this is a game environment that should be up in pace that we want to attack. We both both talked about. Um, he had a rushing TD last week. He is a capable rushing quarterback. He does not run at the same um, percentages as like a Jalen Hurts or any of our main Josh Allen or any of our, our main running plays typically, but he is certainly capable of it and does rip off some big chunk yardage at times as well. So that's nice to have in the back pocket. Um, the Vikings D is decimated at the moment. They're missing um, Harrison Smith, um, most likely who went down with COVID uh, game day uh, last weekend. Um, they're missing a, a big edge rusher. Plus they're also missing Patrick Peterson, who's most likely won't be playing this, this week. I think there's still a possibility that he comes back, but I'm not sure. Um, Vikings 18th and DVP versus the quarterback position, uh, 26th to wide receiver. Um, so certainly we could look for some stackable pairings there to take advantage of that. Um, overall Vikings have been a pretty good against the past, but this is just a situation where they're, you know, missing some key guys. And I think Herbert, you know, he's so accurate that I think uh, a big day is, is in the, in the forecast. 
So there's got to be someone else on the high end that you're considering at least, right? Yeah, I wrote down Josh Allen and Tom Brady just because of, of what we know they can do in their ceilings. And Allen, obviously, I think a lot of people are disappointed from his performance two weeks ago against Miami, and then obviously the, the complete letdown last week against Jacksonville. I will say they are getting the offensive linemen back. They're getting Dawson Knox back this week, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a pretty big deal to this offense. So I'm not too concerned. The betting markets aren't too concerned. I think the Bills have a big bounce back weekend. I wouldn't hesitate to, to, to pay up for Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen, uh, I was uh, thinking you were going to mention him. That's the guy I wrote down, too. I mean, it's the Jets. They can basically – anyone can do basically anything you want against them. <laughs> uh, 32nd in DVOA um, versus the uh, – or overall defense, 30th in versus the pass, right? But they're also – they give up way more product, production to running backs, but that's just because teams – it's just the path of least resistance. They don't have to do a ton against them. But, man, so – that's the only worry here is that maybe this could be a good spot for Singletary. Moss is questionable at the moment, I think. Do you know anything about him potentially? I, had, I have not heard. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of word. He, he was in a non-contact jersey on Thursday, which is generally a pretty good sign for the concussion protocol, and that's at least more than what the Patriots running backs have been doing. So I would expect him, but we'll get word here pretty shortly. Yeah, But you would think – I mean, I said this last week. You would think that they were just going to get Josh Allen going and – I'm going to say the same thing this week, but who knows? It could be a game where the the running backs just uh, get in the end zone. But, you know, that's typically not the MO of of Buffalo. So um, I I feel comfortable with Josh Allen. Um, It was terrible that he did so poorly last week, but who cares? Write it off. We've got a better track record of him. Yeah, we've got a a good track record with what, what he brings to the table. And that's fantasy points. Um, yeah, I wrote maybe Tom Brady too. I mean, it is basically the nut matchup for passing, um, but uh, he's so expensive and doesn't bring any of that rushing upside. It's tough, you know. If it's like I wanted him to be like thirty-five bucks, and then I, I would be getting, I would, I would start to like that a little bit more. And you know, there is some value opening up in this game. You know, so Antonio Brown's already been ruled out. Gronk's already been ruled out. Godwin is questionable. Um, it's looking like he's going to be a true game time decision. Um, so that certainly, you know, I Godwin and Mike Evans would be great plays. Evans would just, could just be a lock if Godwin is out, um, you would think. Um, but also, um, you know, we get uh, Tyler Johnson potentially too uh, for the men. Um, so, you know, you can do it. So, I mean, if you're, you're if, if, if Tyler Johnson end up, ends up as a wide receiver two for this team, you I mean, that's, that's a nice pairing Brady with a wide receiver two for 50 bucks, you know, so it's, it's definitely doable. So we'll have to see how news shakes out there. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, I put like, maybe, I mean, God, with whatever he's been saying in the, in the media and all of that, I mean, he's really taken, he should have, it's just crazy how he's, he went up, he, he's, he's went out on his little media tour after this. He just should have just kept quiet. I think he's just like, you know, digging like a bigger and bigger hole every week, but you know, um, this could be a, a, a great game, right? It should be a fun game, Seattle and, uh, and green Bay. So, you know, we know who, who to pair him with for sure. Devante, who I'm sure we'll get to in just a moment here when we take it on over to wide receiver, um, which I'll do now, unless you have some more quarterback plays. No, I just I just wanted to say that, you know, it's it's so nice that we're getting Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson when we very easily could have gotten Jordan Love versus Geno Smith. So I'll say that's 
Great for, for game environments. And before we get to wide receiver, I just want to mention your point about Herbert against the Vikings defense and how they're so banged up. And, you know, that is, that is one thing you can exploit where a lot of DFS players will look at matchups versus position, but they don't take current injuries into account. So like last week, Devonta Smith for the Eagles, the Chargers are one of the best defenses against wide receivers in the entire game, but their top two corners on the outside were missing from the game, which completely throws that ranking out the window. So I think being cognizant of those those injuries each week can help you identify those mismatches between this, the season-long rankings versus their potential outlook for that week. Yep, uh, agree. Um, all right, let's take it on over to – I'll throw a couple of names out there too just for fun. I mean, I could get behind some Wentz just because of the matchup. Um, I guess so he would be the, the one more. Maybe nah, that's it. Wentz would be the only other guy. I'm going to have a tight pool. But I do think that this this uh, Green Bay-Seattle game is going to be terribly, terribly under-owned. And yes. so uh, I think that, you know, certainly, I mean, it wouldn't shock anyone at the end of the week if Rodgers is the QB1 or if Russell Wilson is the QB1. And Russ is saying he's like 90% healthy. Um, at least that's what he, he was quoted on in the, in the media this week. So, I mean, that he sound, like I doubt they'd be rolling him out there if he's not fine, right? And so, God, it, it certainly helps Metcalf. It certainly helps Lockett. And we can take advantage of some depressed pricing from those guys because of they've been playing who they've been playing with at, at quarterback that's dragged them down. Absolutely. Um, I, that, so, so that, that game I'm big on. And then if you're including the other higher total games, Dak and Kirk Cousins in your tournament lineups, those are probably my, my top pivots at the position. Yep. Uh, I can get behind that too. All right. Wide receiver top values. Uh, I wrote down some names that I'm probably not going to play um, just to, to, just to, to stick to the protocol here, but I did write down Cortland Sutton. I don't really like it that much. Um, I think it's a tough matchup for him, but uh, he still is wide receiver one. I don't know. Judy is, is uh, certainly on the come up here. So I could also potentially list him as a value as well. So I kind of wrote both of them down there um, at 16 and at 14, um, you know, pairs easily with Bridgewater. I will have Bridgewater in the, in the baller, but won't make my main lineup. Um, James Washington at 10 bucks could be the Steelers wide receiver too. There's some injury um, situations going on there. Claypool looking doubtful, right? Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned Ben, there's your cheap pairing, big Ben, James yeah. Washington. There's it's your main just, lineup. Yeah. I mean, and, and then, I mean, it's a way to get different. It's a way to, and, you know, because Najee is going to be extremely popular from a running back as he should be from based on usage and whatnot. But, you know, um, Ben, Maybe Ben uh, throws some touchdown passes this week, and uh, you got a ten bucks James Washington. You got his main man too, um, Deontay Johnson, who you can always play. He's priced reasonably at twenty three, um, or you you could even you know pair him with uh, Najee. But um, that's that. I also wrote down um, Tyler Johnson um, to at least for a situation to monitor to see what uh, Godwin is in or out. Um, you know, regardless, he's he's in play at ten bucks. Regardless, just because uh, Antonio Brown's out, but certainly would get a bigger boost if Godwin is out too. Um, I wrote down DJ Moore because the price is so cheap, but I just don't feel very comfortable there with uh, with his quarterback. You know, I mean, I'm glad Darnold is out, but uh, I don't think it's much of an upgrade at, at QB with what's what's his name again? Um, PJ Walker. XFL, yeah, PJ Walker. Yeah, yep. XFL. Yep. Um, I mean, he just looked so bad in the times he's taken the field this 
this season too that man you know maybe he's fine but he does i did read some i can't remember where i read it but uh he he does have like the highest like first look percentage or something of QBs like he's not a QB that is able to you know continue on with his reads and so he will probably just be keyed in on DJ Moore and try to feed him the the ball um but I just don't feel very confident in that. Devontae Smith is the last one um I wrote down for cheapy. He he I could kind of get get behind just because of his target share which is so high. He's got like a 24% target share. 40% of the team's air yards. He is the wide receiver one. Hurts just doesn't pass enough, but he looked awesome when he burned me. I mean, that was a tough matchup against the Chargers. They take away deep plays, deep passing plays, and he he didn't he ran some really nice routes and uh, didn't have a problem to uh, stick it to me last week. Um, but uh, you got any more? Uh, it's kind of gross down there. So I think, obviously, if Goblin's out, Tyler Johnson, like you said, is by far the easiest value play. Uh, James Washington's the other one I feel okay about. Uh, the other guys, like you said, are I'm just okay on. To me, the the true values this week are the typical Yahoo range, that uh, eighteen to twenty three dollar range, and you get Michael Pittman, uh, Stefan Diggs this week. Actually, his prices come way down. Deontay Johnson, I like a lot. Terry McLaurin, um, Jarvis Landry, and then if you're paying up a little more, Devontae Adams. So for me, my value is kind of turned into the main play section, the main preferred play section, just because I think the true value this week is, are those underpriced guys in that range that we're typically trying to target. Yep. Uh, I mean, I like that. I love that sweet. The, the sweet spot is usually like 24 bucks and that's where we get digs this week. So I love digs price drop, right? It's the jets seven, three targets in eight, eight games. Um, disappointing. I thought they were going to really, you know, get them going last week. They didn't, but um, I'm fine running it back with a price drop this week. Um, so I like that. Devonte Adams is the clear number one guy you want. Um, you know, it just feels nice and secure when you have them. A rod's back. Uh, even, you know, with, um, has been a little bit of a down year for him, but he's still fourth in air yards percentage, fourth in receiving yards, um, fourth in targets out of all wide receivers. Uh, the, the problem is he only has three TDs on the season, which has certainly been, uh, under than what we typically expect from him. But, um, I expect, you know, more TDs in his future this weekend. Um, so definitely like that. Um, and Mike Evans is going to. He's in play regardless, but man, I mean, how is he a must play if uh, Godwin is ruled out? Uh, he's getting close to that territory, right? He like he has to. He's got to be up there. I can't imagine Brady throwing less than ten targets to Evans with all those other guys out. So yeah, I think he's he's damn near must play status if if Godwin's ruled out. Yep. Um, and then I wrote down Keaton Allen, um, just because you know we're gonna want to pair someone with uh, Herbert and. Uh, He's the main guy, 82 targets, um, no Peterson, uh, maybe no Breland, you know, on, on the injuries that we've been, we've been discussing already. So this is a decimated defense. He's the, he's the target monster. What's Mike Williams price this week? Did he come down? Yeah. Good question. I have not. Uh, Mike Williams. He's up, yeah. He's 23 bucks. Both yeah, of those guys are in play. Yeah, for sure. And definitely for tournaments. I mean, Williams, I don't know if it's the knee injury or what, but he's obviously cooled off a lot since the beginning of the year. But again, if uh, if Herbert's going to score 30 fantasy points, you have to think Mike Williams has a shot of, of breaking out. Yep. Um, for, for tournaments, uh, if, if you allow me, I can uh, yeah. I can give a couple guys here. So I talked about Dak as a, as a tournament option. I really like CeeDee Lamb this week as a tournament play. I don't think a lot of people will play him. Um, A.J. Brown. 
against the Saints. DK Metcalf, we got to like with Russ Wilson coming back. Um, you mentioned Keenan Allen already, but Justin Jefferson in that same game. And then actually, I didn't mention these guys as cheaper options, but they are on the lower end of the scale, but I would only play them in tournaments. Is Zach Pascal in, with a 29-point team total, been getting some decent volume lately. And then our boy Jacoby Myers, who maybe finally, finally, they'll allow him to score a touchdown. Yeah, it's maybe. Didn't have that two-point conversion. That was close enough. Um, Tyler Lockett, yes. 20 bucks. You know, gets gets his, his boy Russ back. Certainly things are looking rosier now as opposed to with Geno. Although Geno was peppering him last uh, in their last game. He had 13 targets against the, the Jags. So, um, I mean, he's just too cheap for Russ being back in this game environment. Is Jair Alexander still out? Still out. Yep. Yep. So, uh, fire him up. Yeah. Yeah. Lock it up. He might make my main lineup now. I'm going to circle him just so I remember. Um, all right. Uh, I don't really, I mean, that's, it's like a stacked range, like you said. Like, so, like, if we just say that $24 range, it's like Stefan Diggs is 24. Deontay Johnson is a target monster and against the Lions for 23. Um, a little bit more expensive if Godwin plays 27, um, certainly in play, and uh, a little bit more expensive if Mike Evans is 30. Keenan Allen's 26. Amari Cooper's 23. C.D. Lamb, who you love, is 26. Um, I probably would play Lamb over Cooper, too, even though he's three bucks more. Uh, Pittman, uh, 23. McLaurin is 22. A tough matchup, but uh, uh, an obvious bringback in this game, which could, could be kind of juicy. Uh, A.J. Brown. 27, Justin Jefferson, 25. So like Lockett, 20, Mike Williams, 23. So, I mean, like, that's your, like, we don't even like, we just fire up those with some of the value plays we just said, and that's your wide receiver pool. Yes. Like we don't even need to get crazy with like, and that, and that's something I, I need to work. I need to limit my pool better. I've been analyzing uh, things and uh, I've been playing too many players. Let's cut it down this my, week. We, we, we yeah. just named all the good ones. So let's, let's stick to those guys. All righty. Um, all right. Let's uh, move it back up to running back. This is where we've got value galore to start. So Dearest Johnson is just a must play. Um, if things, you know, they said Chubb has a, a chance of coming back. Uh, you told me, don't worry about that. It's, it's not happening. Right. Is that basically. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's not a guarantee, but basically any player that's been in this situation so far this year, who's been on the COVID list is vaccinated and has been on, put on the list the week of a game. They haven't cleared that. Two, te- two negatives in 48 hours or 28, four hours, whatever it is. So I wouldn't expect Chubb to be back. We don't have Kareem Hunt, which means that we get smash play Dearness Johnson. Yep. And uh, in week seven, both guys were out um, and he had uh, 146 yards and a TD on 22 carries plus two targets. Um, the Pats um, have been worse against the run this year. They're 17th in DVOA versus the run. They're pretty, pretty good against the pass. Um, 19th in DVP for running backs. So uh, basically a top 13 most points to opposing running backs. Uh, I wrote down just simply a must play. So he's not someone I'll be fading um, if the situation stays the same. Mark Ingram is a different different consideration. He's 14 bucks a dollar more. I just don't feel good about him in general because I just because of his age and just been around. But, you know, if Kamara is out, uh, I think uh, – that is going to be the popular build, certainly for with uh, both of those two value plays. So then we can just you know pick at will whatever those you know all of those wide receivers that we love in, in the twenty four to, to thirty dollar range. We can just pepper them in all of our lineups. 
Um, and you know, some of them are going to go off. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, Kamara, he, to, to his credit, he, I mean, uh, to Ingram's credit, he what did take up a bunch of usage last week right off the bat, which was surprising. I mean, he had nine rushing attempts for 43 yards. The surprising thing was he had five receptions on five targets. Right. So he's got, he got good pass work, um, got a decent amount of rushing work. And if Kamara's out, I mean, he, he's going to be the guy. So I just don't know how efficient he's going to be, but um, it's Tennessee defense, which although they played pretty well last week is still a defense that we can attack. Um, the Pats situation, I should, you know, you should be deferring this to me, but I want to give this to you. Right. Like, I, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what, like, I can't click on Brandon Bolden. I just can't do it. Like, I know I've seen this guy for, as a, as a Pats fan for my you know entire life, I've watched way too much of him and just been like, do not play Bolden. Why is Bolden in the game? Um, and man, it's just, it, it, it could be JJ Taylor, right? Like I, I don't think we yeah. know for sure that who's going to get the most work. We think Bolden's going to get the passing game work, assuming Harris and Stevenson are out. I don't know if either one I would feel confident enough in to play in my main lineup, but you got to play both of them separately in, in, in your tournament lineups. Well, the thing I know is they don't trust JJ Taylor. Right. Um, period. And, and if he want, God forbid, if the ball, if he fumbles or does anything <laughs> like there, he just won't play again and it will just be bold in all game. They trust bold and he's a good, good pass, uh, pass blocker. Um, and you know, he's looked pretty well this se- season. So, you know, I, I don't know. I probably won't do it. I mean, Ingram is certainly an easier play in my opinion, but that's a pivot right there. Um, and then for just a couple dollars more at 17, there's Devin Singletary. And that would just be all about the matchup with the jets. Like I would play head chopper against the jets. So uh, if he was available at running back, so um, Singletary, yes. Uh, Moss is banged up. Maybe if Moss misses, uh, certainly his stock will go up for sure. Um, but you know, I think there's, he was already the kind of uh, heading towards the lead back in last week's game before Moss uh, went down anyway. But um, I, th- I don't know. It's the Jets. I-, I could certainly see him having a couple of touchdowns, but I don't know. It's the Bills offense. So it just doesn't feel great either way because you know it's a passing offense that you want to play. But I got no more value other than those guys. What do you got? Yeah, those are the, the values, right? It's just the Cleveland situation, the New England situation, and the New Orleans situation. Buffalo, if Zach Moss misses. And then you pay up a little bit more. You get into that mid-range. We have uh, Cordell Patterson still pretty cheap. And then James Conner is probably, I guess, the best. I'm not 100% sure they give him the full workload like they did last week. I think Eno Benjamin does get some work, especially as a 10-point favorite here. I mean, you, you see people talk about Conner's injury history and – he stayed healthy so far this year because they've been splitting work with with Chase Edmonds, but again, it is a ten point favorite, and his touchdown his touchdown game is crazy. He's been getting so many touchdowns this year, so I think Connor's still got to be in play as one of the top options. They haven't really priced him up if his role does increase without Edmonds. So I think uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Connor and how he slots into main line of consideration. I mean, he looked so damn good last week with 21 uh, rushing attempts, you know, almost almost got the 100 yards, but had five targets, 77 yards, and a touchdown against San Fran. Um, he's going to be extremely popular. So the, the builds are either going to be um, – if Johnson is going to – everyone's going to play Johnson because that's a must play. Most people are going to play Najee 
um, who we'll get to in a second. I think he's 31 bucks, but he he's earned it. And then it's going to be either like Ingram, um, if the situation, you know, if Kamara is out, uh, Ingram will be popular, but James Conner will be popular. So those it'll be like combinations of those four running backs will be the most most played. Um, and I think Connor deserved it. Uh, 77% of the snaps uh, once Edwards uh, went down, which was right in the beginning of the game. Um, Carolina is, has been worse against the run. They've been a pretty good defense overall, but 19th in DVOA versus the run. Uh, he ran a route on 74% of passing plays. So all the, all the key stats are, you know, showing that he should get a really good workload. Um, you know, Benjamin is the, the one, how much he eats into that is, is up in the air. We don't know, but Connor will be the goal line guy should be the goal line guy. Right. Um, and, uh, has just such touchdown equity and 21 bucks is just a little too cheap for the situation. So I'm definitely on board. Um, I do think Najee Harris, um, is deserved of the top overall play. Um, you know, Detroit, Detroit is just poor defensive squad, 25th in DVOA versus the run 31st in DVP, uh, against RB. So they've allowed the second most fantasy points to running backs. Um, he's averaged just about 24 per- carries per game over the last four, um, 82% of the snaps last week, which was down, right? Like that's, but that's a good number to be down. Yes. Um, all right. Like, so it just shows like how crazy he, I mean, he's just on the field. Ben uh, hasn't been, been very good for a long time. Uh, Harris has been, uh, getting more efficient each and every week. Uh, he leads all running backs in expected fantasy points per game. So I think he's the, just the situation is going to make him a clear play that everyone's going to want. So um, you can get different, um, you know, but it's, it's going to be those four guys. Um, you did mention Cordero Patterson, who I also love. Uh, he's 22 bucks um, has to be in consideration. Then um, it's just because of his huge passing role. Um it's a great game environment, but he leads all running backs in receiving yards plus receiving TDs by a long margin. And that's because he's basically a wide receiver out there who also gets some running back carries. So, um, you know, the, he's definitely in play. I think he, we, you know, we've seen some of his ceiling games, so it's there a guy that, you know, is definitely not popular in the media these days. Um, but, uh, we can look a, Look that look the other way for for fantasy for DFS. Dalvin Cook is 32 bucks, right? Just a dollar more than Najee. And uh, playing the Chargers in a game that we love, who we're going to be on Herbert, um, we're going to want to bring back. And, um, you know, Jefferson will be a popular bring back. Phelan should be a popular, probably won't be too popular, but um, should be used. And then, you know, the Chargers just allow you to run. And so Chargers are dead last in DVOA versus the run. Um, they've allowed the, the fifth most fantasy points to running backs and, um, Dalvin is capable of putting up a monster game. So I think, uh, he should be discussed. And I think Josh and Jonathan Taylor should also be discussed versus the Jags on like the high end. Yeah. So a couple things, one, just as you were, as you were talking, we just got word and we're recording this at two 30 on Friday Eastern. Nick Chubb is officially ruled out. So we don't have to worry about any monitoring throughout the week and he's out. So we get lock button Dearness Johnson. So that, that's good to go. We can move forward with, with knowing that that's going to be a thing. Um, 
Two, you mentioned Dalvin Cook, an absolutely amazing pivot away from Najee Harris. Love that. We talk about it kind of each week as we get some of these cheaper and mid-range running backs. I think especially this week with so many cheaper running backs, we get lowered ownership on those stud guys or those higher-end guys, Dalvin, Zeke, Eckler after last week, uh, McCaffrey even if his if his uh, snap share increases a bit coming back from injury, uh, Jonathan Taylor, all those guys. I did want to ask you, though, just kind of a little strategy question. How often are you flexing a running back in your main preferred lineup? Pretty often. Okay. Um, in my main preferred lineup, it's like usually like usually most of the time. Okay. Because um, there's, there's just always decent good plays, and they just have such touchdown equity on uh, on the site, and which is you know better. It's same with the Fanduel scoring, Yahoo scoring, as opposed to like DK, where we can really get you know a lot out of the passing game with uh, point per reception. So, you know, you want touchdowns and running backs usually have the highest touchdown equity. I mean, I it really all depends. Like there's certain weeks when we come on here and we're like, like, I don't like, like last week, I think we're, I was like, I I don't like any of the plays. Right. Like, yeah. So like certainly on a week like that, um, I can get a little bit, you know, different with running with wide receivers. So take what the slate gives you, but it's, I usually have, uh, you know, mainly a running back in my main preferred lineup. In the, okay, in the flex. And, and I asked that because I've been playing mostly running backs in the flex for my this these small field contests that I've been running on Yahoo. So I just want to make sure I wasn't uh, straying anything from from Yahoo if there's any quirks. Because again, like you said on Fanduel, you're normally doing that in the smaller contests and low risk stuff. So just want to make sure I was on the the right track there. You're on the right track. Um, you know, this week, I mean, there's phenomenal plays at each position though this week. So um, it's you know. It's not it's not a mistake to put a wide receiver in there if he's a if he's a solid play. Um all right, what do we got now? Real quick, we got before the, we move on. Yep. Yeah, but, but I was gonna say before we move on, I just wanted to get your one opinion. Normally you have some running back that you really like pivoting away from the field for your main preferred lineup. To me, it sounds like you're leaning Dalvin. Is that is that your your pivot that you're looking at? That's certainly a thought, right? Like like that was my first incline inkling. But um, you know, I I'll even like look at some builds too, but if I could get like Najee and, and Dalvin, but uh, that I would probably have to come down at quarterback or I would probably have to come down uh, at wide receiver. And I don't really like, like I, I mentioned value guys, but I don't like any of them. Right. So right. that's probably not, it's just going to lead me to, to probably um, playing one of these guys, but like, yeah. So like it could very well, like that's going to be something I'll be like, analyzing myself and going back and forth in my brain like should i play dalvin over be be like the only one with dalvin in all of these 10-man contests against Najee, and i and that that and i may very well be doing that this week um and we'll we'll uh we'll see what we get to with, with news cool but uh yeah um all right tight end is kind of gross this week <laughs> yes right? so we we don't have waller we don't have kelsey not that they've really even produced that that great, but um, I don't know. It just never really feels good. So the the chalk is going to be Kyle Pitts at twenty one bucks. Um, he's fifty seven targets on the season. Targets have been um, on the on the rise here uh, lately. Cowboys is certainly a game matchup uh, that we want to you know take pieces of. You love C D Lamb. Um, this would be a logical bring back. Um, in like Dak Lamb stacks, um, he's going to be the the chalk. Uh, to what, what he's probably, I might take a stand and fade him because I, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, 
So you got to like the usage, right? Basically being a wide receiver, a tight end. It's 21 bucks. That's the most expensive realistic tight end we're going to play this week with all those other guys out. However, as we've seen recently, they have been putting better corners on him. They've been putting more defensive attention on him. And for a rookie wide receiver, that's a lot in general. For a rookie tight end playing wide receiver, it's even more. So I think there's definitely some merit to fade him just because the volatility in the position. Um, and there are some guys that are a little bit cheaper that we like. Um, or you can go down to Goddard, who's had a pretty um, an amazing target share since Zach Ertz left. And now we just need him to throw more than 15 times a game. Um, so I, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, you know, obviously Pitts is, is going to be owned for a reason, but there's certainly ways that he fails. And the matchup is great. Now, from a DVOA's perspective, um, they are dead last against the tight ends. Um, this uh, could be a game where it's where it's, they they're forced into a heavy passing game attack, um, which is what they want to do anyway. You know, they don't want to be jamming Mike Davis down anybody's throats, obviously, um, who's just gotten extremely inefficient at each week that's gone on Mike Davis. So um, certainly they could be passing a lot with Cordero Patterson and Pitts. So he's the main play. I, I, my, my first inkling is I want, this is where I want to make my, like my take my stand and be different, but maybe I'm wrong, but like Dallas Goddard, like who you mentioned certainly fits the bill for me. The problem is it's a really tough matchup against the Broncos. They're, they're second in DVB to tight end positions. They limited production uh, every year. They're just always limiting production to tight ends, but it's no different this year. But the thing is, is that he's had a team high 18 targets tied with Devontae Smith over the last three games. He is like they're, you know, it's him and Devontae Smith for their leading passing weapons. But I also did say that Hertz just hasn't been throwing the ball, you know, a ton. So, um, there are some warts there. I think Noah Fant is interesting with Albert O banged up. Um, coming back here, Eagles allow the the most fantasy points to tight ends. So matchup certainly on the side, our side here. Um, he's you know has 53 targets on the season, which is a lot. Only 37 receptions, but uh, Bridgewater is pretty accurate. So I think um, you know he should be on the rise here. Um, kind of scares me a little bit, but. It is what it is. Uh, Dalton Schultz would be the other guy here with no Blake Jarwin in the game environment that we want. It's an easy, um, just a kind of an easy pivot away from Pitts to just take the other side here. Um, 95% of the snaps uh, with uh, no Jarwin. Uh, Atlanta allows the 12th most fantasy points to tight end. So those are the guys I wrote down. Um, and then the last I wrote down was Ricky Seals-Jones. If uh, Logan Thomas is out, and it sounds like he's going to be out again, um, he's 11 bucks. So that could be a spot to play. You know, I could feel fine with him and as a value spot if, it, if we can get my overall build, make it a much stronger overall build because I, I don't know. I want to fake Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I, I honestly like the the bottom tier a little bit this week. You mentioned Ricky Seals Jones, so Logan Thomas not going to come back this week. Seals, Ricky Seals Jones is going to play ninety nine percent of the snaps again. Without Gronk, without potentially Godwin, I like OJ Howard a little bit. We saw a big game from him when uh, when they were last on the field and Gronk was out, so I can get behind that play. And then Dan Arnold, which it sounds gross, but he's like leading that team in targets for some reason. So ever since they traded for him. Uh, and ever since DJ Chark went down, they've been peppering Arnold with targets. So I like him too. Um, I think there are a lot of different ways to play the tight end position. I think TJ Hawkinson goes way overlooked if you're looking for a pivot in that higher range. Um, again, they should be throwing against Pittsburgh. And 
you know, we've seen the big games from Hawk before. Uh, what about Pat Fryermuth, who's just apparently the new Gronk with his touchdown scoring? I think Ebron's back this week, so we probably can't play him. But hell, they they're targeting him a ton too down near the red zone. And without, I don't think without Claypool, I don't think Ebron will really matter. Um, he shouldn't, I, I, right? I mean, like Fryermuth's yeah, been great. But the the only problem is just like there's too many plays. Um, yeah, yeah. In that right, right. Like we like we lo- we like uh, Najee. I guess in lineups we don't we don't play Najee. We we should put maybe more of a premium um, on uh, Fry or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fry or whatever. I like it. Uh, um, Dawson Knox maybe right. He's coming back. He should be back to a full time role. So I think there there are tons of pivots, different varying price points to fit your lineup. Which to me, I don't think you necessarily have to play Pitts at his ownership. And to speak to your um, to play about Dan Arnold, you know the, the Jaguars do play at the fastest pace in the league, um, and you know so they're always in. Uh, usually, I wouldn't say always because of last week, but usually in passing game scripts where they need to just throw, throw, throw. And so he's kind of been like a garbage time hero, Dan Arnold for him with all those targets. So I could get behind that um, too. Yeah, I think so. Just uh, since we've done this show, I think tight end is going to be the spot that I want to make my stand and like fade Kyle Pitts. But maybe I'm dumb and maybe I should just <laughs> eat the chalk and 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 do it somewhere else. But that's certainly going to be in contention. Dalvin Cook is certainly going to be in contention for fading Najee. Like these are some of the ways I'm just starting to think. So we'll see what I end up with on Sunday. Um, all right, uh, so we've nailed all of that, unless you got any more. But who's your favorite stack? Favorite stack is probably, I think, yeah, I'm going to say, I'm, I'll am i go with the Matt Ryan side. Matt Ryan side of that game, 55-point total. With the reduced pressure with Randy Gregory out, it, it bumps their outlook pretty, pretty significantly, I think, in the passing game. So Matt Ryan should have to throw 40-plus times here. So Matt Ryan, CPAT. Kyle Pitts, whoever you want to pair with them, running back with C.D. Lamb. That, that's my preferred stack. I like it. Um, I think I'm going to make my – I think I'm going to play some some angry Aaron Rodgers this week. <laughs> I like it. I um, like it. An easy pairing with uh, Devontae. But, like, people just – there's going to be – so many lineups are just going to have Devontae, and they're not going to be paired with Rodgers. So, like, that's just a way to make it different right off the bat. And if, if he does have a good game, Rodgers is certainly going to probably be having a good game too. Um, uh, that's going to be a sneakier game. I just don't think it's going to get a bunch of ownership. I think you, we got to go, we got to play some Russ to Lockett as well. Russ to DK, who's a little bit more expensive at 29, but that price at 20 on Lockett, if he goes off, could just be a real uh, way to catapult up the leaderboards. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, any last words? No, again, I, I'll say what I said at the beginning. I think this is an amazing week. I see big things in store for not just us, but our listeners as well. Um, anytime we get clear game stacks and cheap running backs, it generally means fireworks for tournaments. So I'm super pumped, and uh, I can't wait to see how the week unfolds. Yeah, I'm pumped too. i got to tighten my pool. Got to make a couple of big decisions to be a little bit different and all the 10-man stuff, and uh, hopefully we'll both be printing some money. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Uh, this has been the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast Week 10, and we'll catch you back next week for Week 11. Thanks.